Now we move on to another soul journey which I had the honor of experiencing on the opening night. The title of the play is Dusk, and it was greatly joyous in terms of going to the theater. I sat in the theater and thought, I'm sitting here and I have my mask and theater's happening again and looking at the space and how beautifully Oh, the set is just astounding, the whole, the whole journey. So I am very, very pleased to be able to speak this morning and have as our guests Palesa Mazamisa and Mark Skippers. I'm hoping I've pronounced the surnames correctly. I have a name myself that is quite, uh, something that people take and change into all sorts of things but good morning to Palesa who is the director that's Palesa Masamisa the director of Dusk and Mark Skippers who is the writer of Dusk good morning and welcome to Hellenic Radio good morning thank you so much for having us yes you and you did pronounce my name correctly ah there we go you yeah. see I'm getting yeah. better <laughs> Pronunciation of mine as well Because okay. I get Skipper <laughs> Okay uh, oh, yeah. It's the best and correct one So thank you <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much Okay so um, I wanted to just um, Lead in by saying That we would like to meet The person behind the director and the person behind the writer, of course, briefly. I know we've got about 15 minutes or so, or 18 minutes, but um, I also wanted to lead in by saying the following. So, the excitement of coming to the theatre, and of course I showed my drama students the, the images, and they recognised Michelle because, of course, she played Gabby in Green Man Flashing. So they've seen her and they know her, and they were very excited and they did the usual things we do in drama and they looked at the title Dusk it's like the end of the day or leading towards the end of something and then you reflect on the past and then uh, there was an image of the set online that was posted and I posted that and they went Sir that is such a woke set, man. Wow. And I, you, you laugh because they're saying, they're saying, sir, it's like realism, but it's also postmodern because there's deconstructed with the wall. It's not really there. But so you've got to tell us when you see it, does everything work? And I said, does everything work? They cook, they make tea, they make, you know, they do everything. There's real food and they're going, wow. Anyway, so. And then the last oh, thing God is... was here to hear all of this because <laughs> God did you work hard to do that. <laughs> you know, and... I'm really inclined on Thalessa's behalf, honestly. Yes. She, 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 she knocked it out of the park. Absolutely. Down to that image. That image of the road. I sat there and I thought, that road is a... That is speaking to us. It's demanding that we look at it until we start. And there's the character seated on the kitchen table, kind of the kitchen surface there. So the road told us there's a journey. And of course, I was being the very clever, clever, clever. I said to one of the the guys that were there, I said, you see that road? We're going on a journey. And they said, oh, yes, there's a road. I thought, yeah, 
Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, so over to you. I think we'll we'll go. Let's go first with Palesa as a director, or Mark as the writer, to take us on the journeys to meet Mark and to meet Palesa, and also dusk. And then we'll land up with the details of how people should see it, because there are not very many opportunities. It's mostly fully booked. Over to you. Go for it. Do you want to go first, Mark? No, you can go. You can go, Palisa. Oh, okay. I've been interviewed, so you go first. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, um, well, I, I agree with you in terms of set design. Carabo did just a phenomenal yeah, job. Yes. And actually, the painting that you're mentioning, it's, um, it's her parents' painting. Wow. And okay. they've always, uh, they've always had it in the home. Yeah, okay. And sure. she, she just thought of it and said, oh wait, I've got a perfect picture um, mm. that we can put there because wow. there was an empty space and yes. we just needed something to fill yeah. it with something. Mm. And she, um, with her brilliant self, she came up with this painting. Wow. And so I think that painting really speaks to um, yes. what dusk is about, yes. because it's it is a journey. Yes. It's a journey of these two people right. who find who find each other on the same road and actually also heading in the same direction. Yes, and that is towards a certain truth. That needs to be revealed. Yes. And that both of them uh, have a stake in knowing. Right. And so, yeah, Dusk is a story about secrets. Yes. Um, when I first read it, I thought, man, this is such an authentic South African story. Yes. It's so contemporary mm. because it, um, mm. it sets mm. today, it deals with issues. Um, well, ostensibly around farm murders. Yes, yes, yes. But then what's, what makes it interesting is that once these secrets are revealed, yes, then you realize how much of our past right. is part of this very yes. um, contemporary issue, Absolutely. which is farm murders. Gosh, yeah. gosh. Um, I wanted to ask you, we have a whole lot of drama students at school and at WITS, the PGCE and WITS University Performing Arts and the University of Pretoria won't you share a little bit, we're coming back to continuing the journey with Dusk and also to talk to Mark and his trigger and vision behind writing because that's really hard to do, uh, to write um, and write authentically but Palesa, did you have this passion and desire and clearly a, a brilliant talent of directing. Were you also an actor? A little bit about yourself. Did it happen at school maybe? Did it start there? Where did it bite you, the bug, as they say? Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, now's the chance to clear up the acting thing. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> so... Um, I'm not an actor. <laughs> okay. Um, yes, I'm not an actor at all. Okay. Um, I am not. I'm not that talented. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> actors are 
are extremely talented. Uh-huh. I, I appreciate what they do. So, but, um, oh, sorry. Okay. I've always, um, I've always known that I wanted to write. Right. Right. So writing and also in my family, so there's always been that writing um, aspect. But okay. I always thought that no, I'll, I'll have a proper career and do those things, and then yes. when I'm retired, I will write. <laughs> right. You know, get yes. engaged in yes. the artistic of, endeavors. Of course. Of course. <laughs> but um, but then the the passion for the for the arts, for writing, for directing. Um, took over uh, I think um, very soon after because uh, I, I did work in international development for, for some time okay. Um, okay. I worked for the United Nations and then at some point I just thought no this is not it this is not for me uh, and okay. so I had a career change and decided to pursue what um, I really loved Okay. But the one thing is I've always been interested in theater. Yes. Um, I've been going to the theater since I was six, seven, eight years old. Right. Um, this was actually in the Netherlands. I, I, I spent my formative years in the Netherlands. Wow, okay. And so, yeah, so there were always um, artistic endeavors. Mm-hmm. And... <clears throat> In terms of directing, I, um, cause I'd initially just seen myself as a writer. Yes. But then the directing bug came out when I realized that I didn't just want to write the pieces, but I wanted to translate them to an actual vision on stage to something right. tangible. Yes, magical. Yes. And magical, yes. And then I I just also, I've got a great respect and admiration for for actors. Right. And so for me also to work with actors and just seeing that kind of talent, it's Mm. just, uh, it's it's very overwhelming and powerful. Wonderful. So, yeah. Mm. Okay, so now, with your two astounding actors, will you give us a little bit of, Actually, no, I'm going to come back to you, um, Kalesa, because the question I want to ask you, I think, will also be be informed by something Mark is going to be saying now. So, Mark, a a similar question in terms of, were you writing as a young chap at school? Um, Where does the the playwriting journey come? I think, you know, I assumed, and I'm, I'm sure... That you both can act very, very well, but we'll, we'll just leave that there for now. But, um, in terms of, um, yourself, Mark, the early years leading up to dusk, talk to us a little bit about that, please. Um, well, I was lucky enough, um, to have a, uh, a very, uh, traumatic childhood, um, okay. which I think makes for a lot of interesting stories to tell sure. and you have to okay. tell someone so I, right. I, I started very early right. and I think my not the writing specifically what's, yes. what's, <laughs> my dad wasn't in my life growing up I okay. thought my father was dead he was just um, okay. he had uh, gone to the shop one day um, and, and 
just never and came you became back. back. Okay. And, um, yeah, and um, so I, I had no idea. So I assumed because wow. everyone around me uh, had uh, two uh, parent homes that he must have died because that's the only reason there oh, would be a dad. So when my friends would ask me, I would make up these elaborate stories about him and okay. how he died from cancer. Right. And, I mean, this was like four or five years old wow. and, and um, this uh, deathbed story that was meant to break their hearts and things like that. And um, mm. so, but I didn't think of it as writing. I just thought of it as, you know, yes. getting them to shut up about it. Yeah. And it wasn't until I was in the third grade with a teacher who I will love for the rest of my life right. named um, Strom. Um, he's also since passed. But, um, you know, in the third grade, you get your first chance to do uh, like the essay questions. Yes. You know, you, you write your, your, your first Long stories And uh, he assigned us the Task of writing about our pets And I had a lot of pets wow. But none of them were particularly interesting <laughs> So I decided to make one up okay. And I wrote a story About having a talking parrot That oh. flew around the house And did all kinds of tricks and things like that And I really have to say It was the attention whore In me That <laughs> That Got bitten by the bug because he was so happy with that story and made such a big fuss that I thought, "Oh my God, you can actually get attention for this." You I didn't see? think career, I didn't think money, I didn't think anything until a few years later when Jessica Fletcher came along. Yes, but um, at that point I just thought, "Oh, people like this, and they pay attention to me when I do it." So. Uh, wow. That's how the writing started. Um, the, I, I, I honestly loved the theater. Like Palisa, I gone, my first show was Heidi that yes. uh, we went on a school trip with and I, I fell more in love with the actors. Right. And so that's what I wanted to do. So in school I would be in plays and things like that. Yes. And, and I did, um, pursue it. But then what happened was I got the opportunity to write for Ikasi stories. Okay. And while I was busy doing that, um, I did a on-camera acting class with Brumalda van Rensburg. Yes. Um, that she runs. And uh, one day we were, uh, sorry, this is not a plug, but uh, no we were smoking outside. Yes. And I was telling her about the reason that I'd taken the course, uh, um, because she said to me, you, you know, you're a very good actor and you should really consider this, but I was very vain at the time and because she was telling me that, you know, my, my, my size and I would be perfect for roles as rugby players and things like that. And that is right. not what I want to hear at that moment. <laughs> um, so uh, I said to, uh, I changed the topic by saying that, you know, I actually took the course because I, um, heard in a lecture yes. that a screenwriter had said that one of the best ways for any writer for, yes. um, especially for, for, for plays and yes. screen to learn how to write well for actors, actors yes. is to actually take an acting class, is to learn what actors have to do to understand right. and interpret and, and, and perform a script. Mm. And so that's why I took the course. And I asked her advice, and you know, Prabalda's like the Duyen of South African television, and she said to me, she said to me the best advice she can give me is to write with a specific actress or actor in mind, because it will fill in the blanks that 
I may not see as right, you know, in terms of what uh, type of uh, speaking pattern, that type of thing. Right. So that's where it actually started. Hmm. Um, And then I was a community reporter at the time, and there was a show called um, Rising Stars. Yes. A group of guys who were recovering addicts and, and... ex-criminals and things, they were trying to, you know, um, redeem themselves and, and get their lives back on track. So they would have this talent show each year where right. they would feature children performing, um, uh, singing, dancing, uh, and modeling, and then there was a, like a Miss uh, Rising Sun pageant. Okay. And I happened to say to the, um, because I was doing the the... The course at the same time and the script And I said to him You know what you are excluding a large group of people Because not everyone is into beauty Or not everyone can sing And yeah. things like that But a lot of children can act right. Why don't you have just a small section Where they perform a play So no one is excluded Right. And he thought about it for like two years And then um, Eventually he came back to me And he said uh, we're going to do it But you have to write the play Okay Yeah, which I'd never done Right Um, Long story short I wrote the play They ended up uh, not performing it But Mm. by some twist of the cards Masculine Longman had a uh, youth literature competition that year And it was for drama For grade 79 Okay And I worked on it a little bit And ended up Getting the runner-up prize for that, wow. uh, and that's that was my first play. It wasn't ever performed, but it was published in an anthology with uh, Gina Slope and Karas Kuzarek. So mm. that was a nice introduction, and then mm. um, it, it planted the seed sure. on that as a viable uh, um, yeah. avenue to go down in terms of writing. Right. So that's how right. I ended up with James at the market and Sotwa. And did the wonderful Palesa, who just, yeah. you know, took, took us to new heights. Oh, yeah. wonderful. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay, so, Palesa, we come back to you now, and I wanted to ask you the... So, you are on board as the director, and you've got your two actors. A little bit about the process behind the scenes, Palesa. What happens after Um, that? And also, something that I experienced, I'm not sure, Mark, if you've had a similar experience, Um, in terms of when I've had three or four of my plays um, directed by others, and I've got to say that on one of the journeys, it was such a difficult time to be present as the playwright and then have the director and the actors because it's almost like, you know how um, a couple argue. So you'd have me, the writer, and you'd have the director and they they wanted <laughs> they want to take control and change stuff and then at one point we agreed, I've got to leave the space. I can't be there. <laughs> And I left, and it was the hardest, one of the hardest things. Yeah. I'm still recovering from that. But then, that was because of the director's nature. And, Palesa, you're not like that. 
at all. You know, I I can see that just by the way you are. But in my case, never mind who and what, but the point is that is a tricky situation. So behind the scenes, Palesa, tell us, had you met Mark before? Had you met the actors before? And so on. Go for it. Yeah, so um, what happened um, uh, is that James introduced me to Mark. Okay. And we really, we hit it off immediately when we met. Yeah. So... The the friendship was sealed from day one. Yes. Yeah. And also, um, what's good about our relationship is that um, we're both not precious people. Right. And so, um, so Mark also made it easy for me to work with his text. Right. Uh, make certain changes when okay. necessary, etc. So that that was really um, we had a very good uh, working relationship in that respect. Lovely, lovely. Yeah, and also for for me because I've written and directed my own play yes. previously, um, Shoes and Coos. Yes. And what happened in the in the directing process is you go through changes, actors. Because um, what happens is. When you translate it from text and it becomes a living thing on yes, stage, yes. a lot has to change. Absolutely. And so I think it helped me also having gone through that process and right. having had to cut things out and slashing things out and understanding that um, it's not personal. Yeah, it's just it's hard. about creating. <laughs> it is, but it's about creating the best, the best work yeah. possible. Yes, yes. But with that in mind, um, I always wanted to make sure that we kept the integrity yeah. of Mark's voice and his message. Right. right. So um, um, I think that's not something to to. Um, to mess with because Agreed. there is an intent, a certain intent that the writer has. Yes. And um, so as a director is then how, what is the best way to put that out? Right. So um, as far as Michelle, I had seen Michelle in Green Man uh, fashion yes. as well. Yes. And um, <clears throat> when she came in for the audition, um, well, also, actually, all, all the actresses I auditioned were just phenomenal. And it just speaks again to the talent yes. that we have in this country. Right. And um, one of the things I really liked um, with Michelle was already how she was interrogating the text just in, yes. um, okay. in the audition. And uh, we were discussing it and looking at different ways of, of playing this character. And also, we just we just hit it off immediately. You see, yeah. um, I I enjoyed her thought process, and um, throughout the directing, actually. Right. Oh, sorry, yes. I I've just enjoyed how she looks at work, and her interest in um, I think in in human nature and characters. Yes. And her ability also as an actress to take that on and just, um, mm. you know, use that to, to, to produce the work that she does. So yes. she's just, she's just amazing. Absolutely. And the same. People, yeah. 
we really should tell people that although, I mean, she makes a joke about the fact that she's constantly uh, cast in these trauma roles. Michelle is one of the funniest, funniest. She is. A comedy or a, a, a pantomime or something. Yes. <laughs> and she is hysterical. She is hysterical. Yeah. 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 She is. She's a clown. So, and she, <laughs> and actually, so, no, he so as well. He's, yes. he's, he's got a very dry sense of humor. Yes, yeah. He's and mischievous. Really he has a mischievous look, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, he does. Yeah. And uh, Ruth Loisa also, um, we we also had a very good conversation um, about the, the the play, the characters, and also with him as with Michelle. I just enjoyed um, their insight yes. and um, um, just their level of interrogation of yeah. the of the characters. Yeah. And it's really because this is a very difficult text to very. Um, to carry through without mm. making it too depressing or yeah. too you know you don't want people walking out of the theater feeling anxious and like they need a counselor. Right. So um, so what happened is that we did a lot of um, uh, really looking into the text, looking into the characters. Um, discussing and playing with the different ways in which we could approach these characters. Yes. Like the levels of anger, the levels of sadness, right. um, and so forth. And um, so rehearsal, we, we actually, um, despite the text being so heavy, we had a lot of fun. I'm sure. Um, sure. Again, the humor... Both Michelle and Louisa, the sense of humor is amazing. Right. And so we managed to, to bring some lightness into it as right. well. But the, the, the process really, um, um, it's, it took a lot of, um, engaging and looking at the text. Sure. And, um, and just working out also <clears throat> how do people um, when you you're reading, how do people with with um, anxiety yes. and, and um, psychological issues yeah. and trauma? Right. Um, what are what are the natural ways of of, um, of of how people behave and all of that? Mm. But mm. yeah, it's it was a lot of work. You can it see was it. A lot of work. That's why I asked yeah. that question. It you can see that, that there was a lot of. Depth, where there is a lot of depth. It's not just okay, the lines, and it's it's psychologically um, deep, and also the power of having the audience trying to work out what, what, where. I think that I think that one thing that I thought was particularly um, can one use the word enjoyable, satisfying in terms of the craft. And um, I'm, I'm, I would love to get a copy of the script as well because I think some students would love to do a monologue or, or dialogue from it for exam purposes But and see how much is in the script in terms of what is said. But beautiful, 
work in terms of a shirt representing a character and then another shirt or another jersey and her visualization as a performer those characters were all there present that was that's very difficult to get right um as we all know but they were all there do you know that one of the people afterwards we were having a little chat outside and one of the people said I thought that they were actually there. I thought, yes, that's what we're saying. Because for her, they are there, you know. And then trying to to guess, I mean, there's there's a without without spoiling anything um, at all, any spoilers. The fact is that we're in the territory of her mind and her state of being and our state of being and. Like you said, secrets, and we're all in, on that journey. We all have similar stuff. But the delusion, that's also so poignant in character. So in terms of visualization, and the, uh, this is one question then for you, Pelesa, and then we're going back to Mark, and thank you for indulging with us. Um, in terms of the set, did you have the set quite early in the process? Because... It's very important. I mean, you obviously had stuff that represented the counter and the oven and the and where the the, the kettle was and the table and so on. But the, the set. How early in in the actual journey did you have the set? Ah, oh, you won't believe it. Yes? We had it in our last week because wow. what happened is we we had lockdown. Yes, of course. And so we never had time to actually move into, oh, into okay. theater. Okay, okay. And so we literally had four, let's say three and a half days. Yes. To work on the actual set. Okay, got you. And so that first day when we came back and they had to get used to, to the, to the stage. Yes. It was yes. a tough day. Of course it, it was. It was a tough day. So. But, yeah, so we really didn't have much time. Um, right. So which is why, what makes it even more brilliant that um, Loiso and Michelle um, are performing it in the way they are. Yes. Because they're just, they're just uh, COVID came in between the... Okay. <laughs> oh, that's right. Of course, yeah. of course. Yes. Sure. Yeah, I, I was thinking that that might have been something, or it's challenging all, all in all avenues of the industry. And then I thought, well, maybe they would rehearse in someone's house and pretend that that was her house, you know, until they get the set. But it's it's, it's such an astounding, astounding set. Moving on to Mark. Mark, did you write in the stage set design and directions? Is it that detailed in terms of the the set? No, no, okay. No, no, I wrote, I wrote that, um, it was a farm kitchen uh-huh, and that, uh, um, she was preparing lunch. Right. It was, it was just a very broad, um, okay. uh, description uh, okay. of what, what the scene would look like. Palessa added the, uh, um, the shirts element. She added Beautiful. the, Ad- because I just originally had her talking to the sons. And then during the rehearsal process at some point, um, because I would go every few days at pop into rehearsals because, yes. uh, Palessa just encouraged me to come and, lovely, and, and, lovely. You know, mm-hmm. That's a wonderful experience. Um, I didn't have this, uh, um, I had the similar experience like you previously, but oh, that was with okay. TV. 
Okay. Um, so I, I, I didn't know what to expect. I knew Palesa and I got along well. Right. And like, we were like buddies from the get go, WhatsApping each other and yeah, all yeah. of this kind of thing. You know, that uh, scene from Will and Grace, you, my new best friend, call me every five minutes. Because when people will start working together, it can it can cause friction. Sure. So I was a bit concerned about that. But then from uh, Luiso and Michelle to, it was, we, we were like a little group of children playing in a sandbox. Lovely. <laughs> Lovely. And you can see it. You can see it in the production. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, and then so um, I just had the, the, the table set up and the kitchen and her cooking and all of that and yes. then the, the monologue at the beginning. And then one day, uh, Palesa came to me and she said to me, um, you know, I had this idea. Yes. What about if we put the shirts over the chairs? Yes. So when um, Luiso's character comes in, he sits at the chair nearest where Yankee's shirt is. Correct. Yes. Uh, and, and to have that be a moment with the audience. And it was brilliant. And, it was and brilliant. It, like you said, it's brilliant. It changed, mm. Yeah, it changed the whole, uh, um, the whole, uh, scene. You know, it made it, I think, a little less abstract and, and very visceral then. Yes. So, yeah, so, so, uh, um, I just, because as a writer, I, my, my strength is dialogue right. more than anything else. Right. Um, so when I wrote scenes and things like that, I, I, I leave it to the people like yes. Palesa. Yes. Um, I leave a lot of room for the actors to maneuver in between what they want to uh, uh, bring to the part because, you know, they would ask me, you know, why does she do this? Right. Why, uh, what, what is the motivation for doing that? And, and, you know, you want that because the thing is, if they, as the actors, in the beginning, they are, the audience right. because they're trying to understand so if they're asking you a question I've never like Palesa said we're not precious neither one of us lovely so if, if someone asks a question you have to ask yourself they're asking this question because this does not make right. sense to them yes. it may make sense to me as the writer mm-hmm. but it's not making sense and I have to look at that and right. then discuss it so that's how it uh, it, it it went to the writing Lovely. process. It wasn't an easy process because the way Tessa is on stage is the way she came to me um, and I explained this to Palesa because I'm, I'm one of those writers that has different ways of starting projects. I can I can have an ending in mind. I can just have a title. Okay. I can dream something. Okay. Sometimes someone uh, with Tessa, it was like being schizophrenic because it was just frantic, uh, <laughs> you know, person speaking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was, uh, um, there was a very real fear of needing to go on to medication, but she would just not let up. She, yes. she, you know, she was so insistent that her story be told and, right. and these lines would come out. And eventually when I, when I, uh, relented and started just writing down the lines that she was wow. uh, saying to me, um, then, uh, KG came in and KG is what makes the piece work because he's a counterpoint to own I couldn't uh, get a grip on it but the minute he enters the scenario then it started to make sense right. what is happening what is going on so, yeah. so Mark, so Mark uh, where or let me say this in the piece I, I also now I'm speaking from a playwright point of view 
Yeah. I'm present in all my plays, as as I'm sure you are. You're somewhere in there. Can you tell us more about that? Um. Well, you know, I um. Although I've um I've dealt with trauma. Mm. Um. Uh, still doing. I think a lot of how Tessa came out is because, um, you know, you become an adult and yes. you kind of, uh, uh, you know, with or without the help of therapy yes. or medication, yes. you start to figure out at certain points that, oh, you know, these things that I do are pretty messed up and they yes. may not normal right. for other people <laughs> I may want to look into that and I was um, I was one of those people who um, was very aware because I deal with depression and anxiety okay and um, what happened was I um, read an article a few years ago uh, when uh, Alanis Marazette was uh, promoting a new album and she yes. was talking about experiencing PTSD Right. Um, when she first became famous. Wow. And my wow. first instinct was like, I mean, how dare you PTSD is for, for, for people coming back from wars and, and, and that type of, that yes. was my idea of PTSD. Yes. But because I love her, I gave her the benefit of the doubt, so I went <laughs> and I researched and I actually found that, uh, um, the PTSD uh, covers uh, things like very extreme environmental things like wars. It, it comes from abuse. It comes from assault, physical, sexual. It comes from so, this this complex PTSD, this childhood PTSD, so, and uh, um, that sometimes we don't realize that the things we experience as children, uh, which I referred right, to earlier, you right, know, when you've right. got a, a household that's very volatile and yes. there's abuse and, and addiction and hmm. all those kind of things in, in the home, you uh, um, you internalize it. And then as an adult, your coping mechanism yes. is based on right. those things. Sure. So I started researching it and I actually found this woman on YouTube um, uh called the crappy childhood fairy and she wow. talks about how um, it's not something that is addressed a lot uh, the trauma in children hmm. and essentially what Tessa is is because it's or not it was taken out of the play because it was it was too much right it was there was a point where we had a discussion as a group and said that you know this element of of her hmm. because she reveals uh, um, a sexual abuse to kg um, okay. In, in, in a very vague way, but she reveals it. Then we thought, you know, this is just too much for this audience to handle. Right. But that is part of, of Tessa's history. You mm. know that she, she mm. that there's a childhood trauma there. So, um, at the same time, I was uh, had a few friends because I live in a community that has a, a drug uh, problem, a right. scourge. Right. And one of the things, and and not just you know the the the, the illegal ones, but mm. you know the, the the others, the the, the pain medications, right. the cough mixtures. Sure. Uh, I mean, people will get addicted to almost anything. Right. And what I started noticing is the psychosis yes. that comes from people when they're abusing drugs. Right. Uh, to cope with life, to cope with with what their circumstances are. So in that way that, that those elements came in. So there's a lot more of the, um, uh, in terms of Tessa and the, the, the mental health issues. Yes. Although I must say for the record, I've never, 
drugged anyone. I've never tried to tie anyone up. I've never. Uh, um, uh, I have flipped out on occasion, but it was absolutely warranted. It was absolutely warranted. I love you. Uh, but, uh, and Luis's character, um, because even uh, when we were auditioning, and and uh, Palissa was the damacus for the the. the first three drafts of the play, she said to me, uh, Tessa is a much stronger character and I needed to uh, flesh out um, KG more right. because right. Uh, in, the, in the initial uh, plays he was um, overwhelmed by her and okay. we needed him to be stronger. Right. So so that I had to do and, and find my connection to him. Right. So um, that came about with uh, my own connection, like with my dad, okay. that troubled history. Um, you know the, right. um, uh, you know the the sexual identity yes. things like that. And okay. I had always wanted to be a doctor, so I put that in okay. because yeah, yeah, I'd always wanted to be a doctor. But again, thanks to my dad, that yeah. didn't pan out. Was yeah. um, apparently needed my college fund for something else. So, right. yeah. Right. So wow. that's what I uh, put from KG, and you know that yearning of finding your person. Mm. You know that we all have. That is the one thing that I overly identify with with him is right. that dream that we all have that we're gonna find yes. that. Person, yes. our person, right. and that have that life, and then imagine what it must be like to have that ripped from you, and <laughs> that's how I got into cages. Wow, um, beautiful! Um, what a beautiful sharing and profound journey uh, that you are referring to here. It's just, you know, part of the studying drama um, at university and school and so on is to look at the influences on the playwright's life. I mean, for example, when you speak about the father figure, I mean, if you think of Fugard and his relationship with his father, the crippled father, and so there's a cripple or someone who's crippled in all his plays, for example, um, and then Tennessee Williams and many, many others as well. But um, what I wanted to ask, because we've come almost to the end of our time, if both of you, Palesa and Mark, if you can tell us uh, some details regarding the times of the performance, the remaining performances where there are seats available, and just before I hand over to you to, to give us those details and uh, websites and social presence and so on, how does one follow and find out, I want to tell you, you mentioned about a childhood trauma in, in Tessa. Yeah. I've got to tell you that there were moments on that stage where Michelle, I thought there's a little girl, a hurt little girl there. There's certain things that I'm sure that you guys put together and Palessa's telling her how to have her feet and the sharing. I can sort of feel that that happened because there's a little girl there at num a number of times. I saw that. You know, um, yeah. 100%. And there's also the little boy who, who wants yeah. to, it's beautiful work. So I, I need to stop talking so much and hand over to you both <laughs> to give us the final details and, um, ending statements and details about how to book, how to see and so on. Thank you. Over to you. 
Okay, so Dusk, Dusk is um, showing at the Market Theatre, and it's until the 29th of August, okay. so next week, Sunday. But as far as I know, um, next weekend is already fully booked, so I would encourage people to... Um, to buy tickets for during the week before they um, sell out yes. again. Yes. And then because of COVID, the shows start at half past six right. during the week. Yes. And then on Sundays, it's at three o'clock, matinees. Okay. Right. Thank you. And booking is through? Um, you can get web tickets or you can get them at ShopRite stores. Uh, um, you can buy ShopRite okay. online. Excellent. Um, but .co.za and just search Dusk. Right. Okay. And then, um, as a as a final statement, will it have another run? Do you think possibly? Oh goodness! I I really do hope that it does. Okay. Because of COVID, we've had uh, to limit our our audiences. Sure. So. Uh, um, um, and then also, it's gaining so much uh, momentum right now. Yes. So I hope, uh, hopefully, the market theatre powers are listening, and um, <laughs> yes, we can bring back this show. Sure, sure, great. Well, you should really speak to James uh, uh, because he has been uh, James um, has been such a uh, powerhouse behind this. Yes, He's such a great champion of this project and you know I think anything that is planned for Dusk he would be able to yes. tell you and, and okay. be happy to tell you about thank you but, uh, great okay so it's been a great journey speaking to you a great honor and pleasure and lovely thank insights you so much. all the best great wonderful. legs thank, thank you. you it's been a wonderful thanks so much okay yeah. great Thank you very much. Cheers, guys. I'll send you the podcast Cheers. next week. Bye-bye. Thank okay. you. Bye. Take care. Ciao. Bye. Bye. Ciao.